Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brothers and sisters. So good to be with you again. I trust that you've had a wonderful week and that you've been um, just walking with the vibes of the Spirit, walking in the goodness and in the blessing of God. I want to say hello to all of our online family. It's just been so amazing to see how we have developed this family, this church family that is like all over the country, all over our state, and literally all over the globe. And so it's so good to be connected to you and for us to be able to worship together. We're going to continue to worship God right now as we give. It's been amazing over the course of the COVID season to see the faithfulness of God. I've received so many testimonies from the people of God talking about how the Lord continues to provide. Hasn't the Lord been good to you? Hasn't he provided in supernatural and miraculous ways? Well, I want to encourage you to keep honoring him, to keep giving to him. I was reading in the scriptures in Exodus. Listen, it says the people continued to bring free will offerings morning and afternoon so all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough. Do you know we have had such a busy week here, weeks? We're baptizing people. We are um, giving food out. We gave out food just last weekend to 1,300 families. The kingdom of God is on the move. And when we give, we make it possible for the gospel, for the love of God, for the provision of God, the hands of God extended through the people of God to the, to the people of our community in this world. So let's give to the Lord knowing that God wants to use our offering to be a blessing to someone else, to bless his kingdom. And in return, he will be faithful to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think or imagine. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give you glory and honor and praise today, Lord. And we do it not just with our voices, not just with the lifting of our hands and the raising of our hearts, but God, we give to you from our uh, substance, Lord. We have worked, uh, oh Lord, and we want to give back to you what we've reaped, what we've collected. And we say thank you for providing for us. We give you the credit. Now take this. We want to be part of your kingdom. We're committed to your kingdom, and we want to see you continue to grow your kingdom and to bless people throughout the earth. So bless this offering by your mighty power. Help your people to be faithful to give today. Give them faith to give knowing that you are the great provider. If anyone is struggling financially, we touch and agree right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you are releasing and bringing deliverance, O oh God, for those who are in material needs. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for it. We love you for it. We love you for all of the ways that you take care of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, so we are continuing on the What's Your Vibe series. And I can't believe it. We've got three left. And um, this series has been such a blessing to me personally. Um, it's, it's had such a um, kind of an eye-opening effect on my own life. And uh, I, I, I've been so blessed also to hear different people respond to Galatians chapter 5, the vibes of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're going we're gonna to jump right into um, the message today. And this one is so powerful. But let's talk about, okay, what is a vibe? A vibe is a person's emotional state as communicated to others, the atmosphere created by the disposition of our being. And can I tell you, people are really, really sensitive to the vibe that we give off, to the vibe that we bring into the room. I hope it's been a week of positive vibes only, <laughs> spiritual vibes only. I hope that the Holy Spirit helped us to catch ourselves in moments where we said, mm, I don't want to give that off. Holy Spirit, grow in me and let it flow through me on what you want me to give off for your glory. Now, today, we're going to um, continue to read Galatians 5, but I want to point out to you that we're going to be reading the last cluster of vibes, and these vibes are meant to really help us with our battles. The truth of the matter is, is that part of the reason why God gave us the fruit of the Spirit is so that we could deal with the works of the flesh. And so these three vibes that we're going to be looking at as we go to, as we're like in the home stretch of the series, starting with today, these are the vibes that help us with our personal battles. So let's read Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and these are the fruits for our heart, that we need that in our heart. Then patience, kindness, goodness. These are fruit for our relationships. And now we're going to be looking at faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the vibes that God grows inside of us so that we can walk in victory. So that we can, we can um, overcome the temptations of the devil. When, when Satan comes at us, these are the vibes that enable us to stand uh, strong and true to the Lord. And obviously, today we're talking about faithfulness. Today, the title of today's message is The Vibe of Faithfulness. Now, what's been unique to me about this study is that when you read the fruit of the Spirit, the words are words that we sort of know, um, but when you drill down, there's so much there. Like last week, there's so much to goodness. There's so much to kindness to all of them, and it's the same today with the word faithfulness. So let me give you the definition of faithfulness. Faithfulness is a loyalty to God, an allegiance to his kingdom, and a deep commitment to the duties he assigns. Okay, its opposite is desertion and discontentment. 
You ever hear of a deserter, someone who, who runs, they're a soldier, but when the battle comes, they run away from the battle. Okay, that's the opposite of faithfulness. It's a loyalty to God. Faithfulness is the loyalty vibe. And this is a very, very important and very powerful vibe, especially for our times. Faithfulness is the vibe that says, here's what the vibe says. It's the vibe that says, I'm sold out to God and I'm surrendered to his calling. Everybody say that with me. Ready? I'm sold out to God and surrendered to his calling. Who are you sold out to today? Faithfulness says, I'm sold out to God and I'm surrendered to the call of God. Faithfulness, you know, in the, the first vibe, the first fruit is the fruit of love. But that, in a lot of ways, is God's love for us. Faithfulness is the, is the vibe that reflects our love for God. It's the vibe that says, I am sold out to the Lord, and, and I love the Lord above everyone else and above all things. For example, when the, the book of John says, um, love not the world or the things of this world, here's what it's saying. It's saying, don't be loyal to the world, be loyal to God. In other words, there's a reason why we choose to live the lives that we live. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that we can't do it in our own strength, but we choose to be faithful to God because we love God. We're loyal to God. We're loyal to the kingdom of God. We're loyal to the call of God. Yes, the Bible even talks about the fact that if you sin, you're going to experience pleasure. But the pleasure of sin, the Bible says, are light and momentary, okay? But we say we don't care about those pleasures. We rather forsake those pleasures because we love the Lord. How many would say amen? We love the Lord. Everybody say that with me. I'm sold out to the Lord. That's what faithfulness is all about. And what's great news, brothers and sisters, is no matter where you find yourself today, the Holy Spirit can grow that in you. That's what I love about this series, is these are the things that the Spirit does. So maybe we're going to pray in a moment, but maybe you feel like, you know what, I'm not that faithful to God. Well, hallelujah, the Spirit can make you faithful. The Spirit can put it inside of you, hallelujah, and make you faithful. He's done it from the beginning of time. The Holy Spirit has made people faithful. One of the greatest biblical examples of faithfulness is Joseph. Joseph had so many things go wrong in his life, but he remained faithful. And one of the crowning examples of that was when he was actually a slave in Potiphar's house. So here he's sold into slavery by his brothers, rejected, um, given off, but he knew that he loved the Lord and he wanted to honor God, and he had the call of God on his life. He understood. He had gotten a vision from God, and he knew, I want to serve God, and I want to honor God. And now he's in Potiphar's house, and things are being blessed. He's the chief servant of Potiphar's house, and now Potiphar's wife begins to make uh, uh, advances toward him. And here's what Joseph's reply was. Joseph said this, my master has withheld nothing from me except you because you're his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing 
and sin against God. That is an example of faithfulness. He says, look, I'm committed to my master, okay, and I'm committed to the, and I'm content with what he's done for me. In other words, he's given me everything except you, but you're his wife. So he was faithful to the master, and he was faithful to God. Throughout history, this is what God put in his people. He did it in Isaiah. They say that Isaiah was sawn and uh, 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 cut in two. Uh, he did it in Jeremiah. They said he was, you know, they say that Jeremiah was stoned. And on and on throughout history, great martyrs said, I will not de deny the Lord. I am sold out to the Lord. During World War II, there was a, 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 a pastor. His name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And if you want to read an amazing uh, a biography, read Bonhoeffer's biography, and he's got great books that I've also read. And so Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a very bold opponent of Hitler. He did it on the radio. He did it in speeches. He did it. He, he had a, a, a team of ministers that he, he stood together with to oppose uh, the Third Reich. And at a certain point... His opposition was so great, they were afraid for his life, and they pulled him out of Germany and sent him to New York. And while he was in New York, here's what he said. He says, I cannot stay here. He says, I cannot. I have to go back to Germany. And look at what he said. He said, I must live through this difficult period in our national history with the Christian people of Germany. I will have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after the war if I do not share the trials of this time with my people. And he went back because he was faithful to God. He was faithful to his calling. And you know what? We know that he was martyred. He went into a concentration camp, and then they hung him. Where does that come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to put a grace inside of us that is so rich, that is so deep, that we can say no to the world, no to the pleasures of this world, no to the temptations, no to the voices, and say, I'm sold out to God, and I'm sold out to his calling. And I'm praying for all of the brothers and sisters of our church. I'm praying for the church at large, that we would be sold out, come what may, that we would be sold out to Jesus that we would say, I love him so much that I want to do his will. And so what I'm going to do right now is I want to read the text um, that I believe in the New Testament that really explains and highlights the importance and the key facets of this working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I want to read this to us. You know, uh, this is one of those very common New Testament passages, but pay attention, and I want us to pray deep today and say, Lord, do a deep work in me because faithfulness is actually something deeper than what's happening in our world. It's the Spirit of God doing something deep in you and me. So look, Matthew, in Matthew uh, chapter 25, listen to this. Now, Jesus in this passage is giving parables about the kingdom of God. So he says, again, it, and when he says it, he means the kingdom of God. Okay? The kingdom of God will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants 
and entrusted his wealth to them. Okay? To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. To another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once. Everybody say at once. So he went at once and he put his money to work and he gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. The man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the, masters, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Now let me pause right here. When Jesus gave parables, he was using a symbolic story to make very important points. And brothers and sisters, this story is right on time. This is a here and now. This is a let's apply this to our lives today in the middle of, of this COVID uh, craziness that we're going through. In the middle of, of all of the the. The, the stress and the strife of our culture, of our country. Right now, this story applies to you and to me because there's what's happening in the world and then there's God's will for your life and mine. We're talking about the agenda of God right here and right now. And so, so God does give us gifts and abilities so that we could work for him and he will come back. So look, after a long time, the master of those servants returned. Jesus is coming back and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me. You entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. This guy got busy. He got busy about the master's work. His master replied, well done, good, and everyone read it with me, faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. Okay, this is the word, a faithful servant, someone who is sold out to the Lord and sold out to his will. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things Watch, come and share your master's happiness. I hope you're living for the master's happiness. The master with two bags, the, the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now, you know what? I'm stopping right here. This story doesn't end on a positive note because there was one of the servants who wasn't faithful. And, and, uh, um, and he had to give an account. But that's not our focus today. I want to talk about how to be faithful. Okay? And I want to pray right now. You see... Brothers and sisters, a lot of times when you talk about faithfulness, we start to get the enemy wants to put the voice of condemnation on us. Well, you haven't done this. You haven't done this. You haven't done this. But we are, in the name of Jesus, we're canceling that voice. 
We're canceling that voice and we're saying we want to build from here and now. Jesus, grow faithfulness in me. So I want to pray. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would put that deeper work. Because listen, the way to be faithful is that the Holy Spirit puts something deeper inside of you. There's like, there's like something going on in the world, but then there's something going on that's deeper inside of you that says my focus is serving Jesus and honoring Jesus and waiting for Jesus. We're waiting for his return. Jesus is coming back, amen? So come on, lift your hands with me and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you are true to your word. And we thank you that when you formed us, you also gifted us. We all have been given these golden gifts. These gifts for us to use for your glory and for your honor. And you will come back and you will want to see, Lord, what we did with those gifts. Holy Spirit, we are asking you to make us faithful. God, begin with my wife and I, Lord God. God, we want to be more faithful, Lord, in the days ahead of us than in the days behind us. Holy Spirit, would you put a fresh fire, a fresh focus, a fresh desire in us, Lord God. God, in all of your people to be faithful to you, to be waiting for the day that you return. So God, would you shine your light upon our hearts and our minds. God, would you breathe on this message Lord, would you do a powerful work, a work that brings change, a work, Lord, that gets us working. Do a work, oh God, that puts that holy at once inside of us. Bless this word by your mighty power. Bless everyone that's hearing. Lord, make us faithful and find us faithful in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, practically speaking, brothers and sisters, practically speaking, we all have natural desires. We all have a flesh. We all have um, temptations. We all have different things that pull on us but the Holy Spirit goes deeper. You know, as I was studying this, I was thinking about the fact that, that throughout the years, um, probably every Christian has heard uh, someone, a preacher or someone say something like, you know, there are certain places that only the Spirit of God can reach. There are certain things that only the Spirit of God can do. Faithfulness is exactly one of those things. Faithfulness means that we can have faith in the fact that the Lord can give us victory over our battles. The Lord can help us to say no. We don't have to be slaves to sin. We don't have to be slaves to temptation. We don't have to give in to the, the appeal of pleasures. There is a deeper love that God wants to put in our hearts, a deeper love for him, a deeper desire to see him, to see his kingdom advance. God is able to do it by his Holy Spirit. 
when we say, I am sold out to God and I am surrendered to his will, to his calling. As I start to unpack, I've got a couple of points to make from this. Can I, can I encourage you to say, yes, Lord, you do have a calling upon my life and you have put giftings inside of me. So let's look. Let's look at what this passage of scripture teaches us about faithfulness. Well, the first thing that the Spirit does is it gives us this deep awareness of what we've been given, okay? When the Spirit of God is growing faithfulness in you, one of the things that he does is he gives you this deep awareness of what he's put inside of you. Okay, of the fact that, yes, hey, the Lord gave me this, this bag of, of gold. The Lord gave me something that I can use for his glory. In other words, everyone has been given gifts, energy, and time. Everybody say that with me. Gifts, energy, and time to honor and serve God with. Today, you have gifting, abilities, you have energy, and you have time. Each and every one of us. What are you doing with your gifts, your energy, and your time? Because the faithful uses gifts, energy, and time and recognizes that. And says, Lord, you gave this ability to me, Lord, so that I could honor and serve you, so that I could fulfill your calling. So here's the key. Here's a, something a little bit mysterious because we believe that every, the Bible says in this flesh dwells no, no good thing. So all good godly things are empowered by the Holy Spirit. But notice that what faithfulness does is faithfulness combines God's grace and our effort to bring about personal fruitfulness. Okay? God's grace, our effort. And what do we mean by that? So, for example, let's say today, in the most simple and basic way, today, you could listen to this message and we could pray, but in two hours, and I'm praying this, in two hours, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit might knock on the door of your heart and say, get away with me. You could have the, a, a soccer match on, or, or you could be doing something with some friends and the Holy Spirit will say, get away with me, okay? I'm so glad for the day I was a baby Christian and I had a Christian tell me this. And I didn't have this in my notes, but the Lord just brought it to my mind. I believe that I'm in the ministry today because one day someone said to me, when the Spirit says, get away with me, respond to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't even be in the ministry if I didn't walk away from different things that might have been fun, that weren't necessarily bad, but that that moment when the Holy Spirit says, give your time to me, give your energy to me, serve me. I'm telling you right now, if you'll just, if you'll just respond to that and recognize God has given you time and energy and giftings. And listen, this is the way it is for life in general, in principle. 
God calls his people, and he uses us in different ways. I was thinking, as I was preparing this, we, uh, we, we have a brother in our church. I, I call him Henry D. He was a superstar basketball player in Europe. Okay? I mean, we're talking about posters on the wall, kids having posters on the wall of Henry D., Henry Domasson. And, uh, and, and, and when you meet Henry D., you, you see he's a big, strong guy. And you know what? He didn't become a superstar just eating popcorn all day. We're talking about hours of work, hours of work, okay? Killing himself. And, and, and he was able to bless his family and, and provide for his family as he worked, recognizing that God put that gifting in him. And he could literally honor God through his career. And that's what he's done, okay? I'm thinking about, uh, we have a, a doctor, my wife and I, her name is Alexis. And we know her since she's just a little young girl, right? And today she's a doctor. Well, you think a person becomes a doctor by taking their, their time and their energy and their giftings and just and not going to the library and not studying? No, that is the fruit of faithfulness. And brothers and sisters, we have to ask ourselves, what am I doing with my time and my energy and my gifting? Notice this, when the Lord comes back, he's not going to ask you about other people's giftings. We, we spend so much time comparing ourselves to other people. It's not what he didn't give you, it's what he did give you. We spend so much time focused on what other people are doing instead of what we could be doing with our... That little boy took his lunch and he gave it to God. And that little lunch was turned into a miracle because he offered what he had to the Lord. Big and small, okay? God wants to use your time, your energy, and your giftings for his glory. You know, in 1502, there was a king, King Henry of, uh, of Bavaria. And um, the king got so frustrated and tired of the, of the court life. And he decided that he wanted to, to, um, to, to become a monk. And so he went to the priest of the time and he said, you know what, I'm sick of being a king. I don't like this life, and on and on, and I want to join the monastery. And so the priest started saying, well, if you join the monastery, you got to live a life of surrender. You have to live a life of obedience to the call of God. He said, I'm all for it. I'm ready to go. And he says, are you really ready to obey God? He said, yes. And so here's what the monarch said. He said, then go back to your throne and do your duty in the station God has assigned you to. And so he took up the, his rule again, and he was faithful to God ever since. Some of us are always shifting around trying to find the new thing, and I'm gonna, this is the word of the Lord to somebody. Why don't you do what God told you to do? Be faithful. Stop blaming the world. Stop shifting and changing. In the name of Jesus, God, help us to be faithful. Somebody say amen. You know, we make so many excuses and we shift and we change and we turn some people say well next next month i'm going to start being faithful or next year or when this happens or when that happens i'll be faithful 
Brothers and sisters, we don't know when Jesus is coming back, and so faithfulness starts today. And that's the work that the Holy Spirit wants to do in all of our lives. So first of all, when the, the Spirit is growing faithfulness in us, he makes us aware that we're not our own and that our gifts and talents and our time are not our own. Here's the second thing that this passage teaches us is the Spirit also puts this deep desire, it makes us deeply aware of his commendation, okay? When God is working faithfulness in you, there's something that he's doing inside of you that you're living not for the commendation of this world, but for his commendation. I was, uh, um, you know, as life um, evolves, uh, you, you get new experiences. And so being a grandpa, I can't stop talking about it. But my wife and I were watching um, Roman was doing something, playing some sport. And what he would do is uh, he was kind of hitting a ball. But right before he would hit the ball, he would look at us. He would look at grandma and grandpa, and he waited. And when he knew we were watching, then he would hit the ball. Because when he hit the ball, we would go crazy and start to commend him and, and celebrate his accomplishment. And so he would go back, go to hit the ball, and then he would look and make sure that we were looking. Well, brothers and sisters, that is built inside of us. That is so down deep in the heart of every person. But the real question is, is whose commendation are you living for? Okay, because we need to be living for the commendation of Christ. For when Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's like, it's like if you're living for the approval of man, you're missing the boat. Okay, the approval of men come and goes. Hallelujah. But Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I want to encourage you. You want to live free? Get free from the, from the opinions and the voices of the people in this world and start living for the commendation of the Lord. You know, like, whose agenda are you living for? You have, you have your own agenda? You have other people's agenda? Or do you have God's agenda? Look at how the Bible talks about this. In Philippians chapter 2, this is an incredible example. Paul talked about Timothy. And, and he doesn't necessarily say faithful, but he describes faithful. Watch this. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered uh, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. Watch this. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks up for their own interests or their own agenda, not for those of Jesus Christ. That's why he was faithful. Because he was about Jesus and his kingdom. He said, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Jesus, uh, Timothy was sold out to Jesus and he was surrendered to the call of God. And it's not enough, it's not enough, brothers and sisters, that even, and I'm thrilled, 
I'm thrilled that you're, you're attending online church, but it's more than online church. You know, this happened a couple of weeks ago. So at our church, there's been this string of weddings lately. One of them was uh, my own daughter just got married. We've been rejoicing. And so I was talking to a, a young man. We were talking about weddings, and he was saying, I want to get married. And, you know, he said this. He said, uh, he said, you know, Pastor, I was at a fellowship, and I saw this girl at the fellowship. And just looking at her, I said, now there's the girl of my dreams. And then I heard, I heard that she goes to such and such a church. And I was like, yes, if she goes to that church, yes. And I went over and I started talking to her. And then he said, I was brokenhearted. I was brokenhearted because she didn't talk like someone who loved the Lord. And I, can I just, uh, man, talk to you as your pastor? I'm so thrilled that you are part of Chicago Tabernacle. But man, just because you go to a church, that doesn't mean that you're faithful. Okay? It's when we talk to people that we show that we're sold out to Jesus. It's when we live. Okay? It's when we interact. It's when we fellowship. It's why you're faithful when you're having fun and when you're not having fun. Some people think that you get to disconnect from Jesus when it's time to have fun. Not for the faithful. The faithful have fun. They experience the joy of the Lord and the blessing of God without worldliness because they're sold out. Holy Spirit, help us to sell out. Help us by your mighty power to really show that we are in love with Jesus and that we are sold out to Jesus. That's what I pray. You know, when you pastor, it's a lot like parenting. And when we pray, we always pray, God, help your people to see you and to be faithful to you. If they could send the musicians... The musicians could come, and we're going to seek the Lord. God, help us by your mighty power to live, not for the approval of men. Think about preteens right now who, who might go to school as school is starting, and, and they feel this pressure. How many know the Holy Spirit can put faithfulness in our preteens? And the Holy Spirit can put faithfulness in our teenagers. And the Holy Spirit can put faithfulness even in our college students, in, a, in an academic environment where people mock God. Let them mock Jesus. Who cares? We want to be sold out to Jesus. Somebody say amen. May it happen by the mighty, mighty power of the Spirit of God. And so there's, a, there's a, a work that the Spirit does in a child of God that says, I'm, I'm waiting for you, Lord, to say, well done. I just finished reading Nehemiah, and he did some courageous things. And, um, and as he... Um, as he was doing these courageous works for the Lord, one of the things that he would say is, Lord, 
Remember me. Remember me, Lord. And you know what he was saying? He was saying, Lord, I just want your commendation. Go read the book of Nehemiah. It's really powerful. And then now here's the last thing. When the Spirit of God is really working in us to grow faithfulness, um, he makes us deeply, deeply aware of his return. Okay? And, um, you know, the second coming of Christ is something that people have been preaching about for a couple thousand years. And yet the way the Bible unfolds this teaching, it's that you and I should wake up every day with an urgency. We should say, this could be the day. This could be the day that the Lord comes back or this could be the day that the Lord takes me home. I wanna be found faithful. This could be the day. And Lord, I'm living, I'm really living for your return. Man, when, um, when you know that someone's coming to dinner, it, it so shapes the way your house looks. It shapes your preparation. It shapes everything. When someone's coming to dinner, you don't leave dishes in the sink. <laughs> you know? When someone's coming to dinner, your, your, your jacket is not left at the table. You clean up. You prepare a meal. You are waiting for them to arrive. And you're very deliberate and very focused. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. Jesus is coming back. He's coming for us, hallelujah. And we will not be disappointed. So many people, so many things, even accomplishments in this world, they might let us down, but you will not be disappointed when Jesus returns if you sell out to him. Oh, Holy Spirit, make us faithful. But there's this awareness. See, it's that deep work that says, hmm, I know that this is happening, but I'm living for something else. I'm living for Jesus to come back. And I wanna, I wanna close our time with an example that I heard many, many years ago, and I, I can't tell you how touched I was by this. So in Japan, there is a very famous dog. It was an Akita, Japanese fighting dog and his name was Haikiko. And so this dog became famous in the country because his master was a, actually a university professor. And um, the, the, the professor trained him in such a way that from the very beginning that he brought him into his home, the professor would take the train to go to work. So he would take the train he would walk to the train station with the dog in the morning, get on the train, and then the dog knew at a certain time when he would come home. So the dog would leave the house, go to the train station, and wait for his master. Every day uh, for years, like, like clockwork. He like, like the dog had a built-in sense of the time schedule, okay? And so happened and happened and happened and year after year. And then one day, 
just like any other day, the professor goes to work that day, but while he's at school, he basically had a heart attack and died. So the time for him to come home, the train arrives, and guess who's waiting there? Haikiko, the dog. Well, that dog went at this, this is a true story, that dog went to that train station at the same time for nine years, nine months, and 15 days until he died. He kept going to that train station waiting for his master. And people were so moved, they put a statue at that train station, and they've done all sorts of um, different events to honor the faithfulness of that dog. And brothers and sisters, I hope you're waiting at the train station for Jesus to come back. I hope you're waiting for his return. I want to be just like that dog. I want to be found faithful. I want to be waiting for him. I hope you're waiting for him. God, put a spirit of faithfulness, something that says my agenda is dictated by the return of my coming king. The spirit of God is able to do that. I want to say this one more time. I recognize that without the Holy Spirit, we can't do this. Without the Holy Spirit, we will be selfish. Without the Holy Spirit, we'll live for our own agenda. But the Holy Spirit is able to make us faithful. And I want to pray today. God, begin that work in us. Because we're waiting for your return. And Lord, we want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm talking to somebody today who just might feel tempted to feel to be to 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 feel unworthy. You might be you might feel tempted to to have this sense of I, I'm being put down. Stop it right there in the name of Jesus. Don't let anything put you down. Just know that you're hearing this word because Jesus loves you and because the Spirit of God wants to work in you and through you. And don't look at the past. Let's look to the future. Let's look at what the powerful Holy Spirit can do if we just surrender, if we just sell out. There's no telling how God can use you in the days ahead. Let's lean upon Him to make us faithful. Come on, lift your hands as a form of surrender. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 